<coughs> now, can we turn together in our Bibles uh, to the book of Ruth, the Old Testament book of Ruth, and chapter 3. Book of Ruth, chapter 3. Uh, we've uh, come to this uh, next stage uh, in our story where we think about uh, the plan uh, that Naomi puts in place uh, for Ruth's future. Uh, so Ruth chapter 3, and we'll read the whole chapter. One day, Ruth's mother-in-law Naomi said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. Now Boaz, with whose women you have worked, is a relative of ours. Tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? He asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a guardian redeemer or a kinsman redeemer of our family. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. Although it is true that I am a guardian redeemer of our family, there is another who is more closely related than I. Stay here for the night, and in the morning, if he wants to do his duty as your guardian redeemer, good. Let him redeem you. But if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized. And he said, no one must know that a woman came to the threshing floor. He also said, bring me the shawl you are wearing and hold it out. When she did so, he poured into it six measures of barley and placed the bundle on her. Then he went back to town. When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, how did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything Boaz had done for her and added, he gave me these six measures of barley saying, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said, wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens, for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. Amen. This is God's word for us uh, this evening. Uh, Quite likely you have heard it said Uh, that home is where the heart is. Uh, But perhaps uh, we recognise in a city, maybe especially like Edinburgh, that it's sometimes a complicated question uh, to find out exactly where we feel home is. Uh, Again, recently last week, I was in a coffee shop and listening to to someone talk about that, having moved multiple times as a child and then moved around as an adult, moving for study and for work, uh, where 
are one's roots? Really easy question for some of us and a really complicated question for others. I guess instinctively we know uh, that a a place that we can call home, perhaps a people that we belong to, that's something that we value, and that security, that that rest. Uh, But as we find as people we're moving for for study and for work, perhaps for marriage, for adventure, uh, the question of where to find that sense of home can be a lot harder for people to come by. Uh, Well, the idea of of finding a home and finding a a resting place is uh, one of the dominant themes of the book of Ruth. And here at the beginning of chapter 3, we find Naomi feels responsible to provide this home, this place of rest. Um, Naomi had already said that in chapter 1, verse uh, 9, her desire to find for uh, Ruth a, a place of rest, a home for her. And now she's back to that theme. Uh, but standing above Naomi's plan and uh, very much within uh, God's plan is that desire uh, to give uh, Ruth a home uh, from which the royal family will come, from which David will come, ultimately Jesus comes. So uh, chapter 3, we see home is one of the dominant themes. But uh, there's another theme, and it's kind of connected, the idea of the Redeemer. So that was very much in view last week, uh, Ruth chapter 2. Here's Boaz, and he's the kinsman uh, Redeemer. And Naomi in this chapter has this plan, and it very much brings these two themes together. Her her hope and desire is that in Boaz, the kinsman redeemer, Ruth can find home. And those themes we find linked in other stories also. Uh, Got me thinking of the Toy Story movies. Boys and girls, if you've watched the Toy Story movies, uh, there are certain themes that keep coming back, either... Uh, Woody or Buzz uh, will find themselves uh, getting lost because of some adventure or other, uh, and then either Woody or Buzz, along with the rest of the toys, have to come and rescue, uh, always rescuing so that they might be brought home, brought home to Andy or brought home to the rest of the toys, whatever it might be, but a a redeemer uh, who brings someone home. And we can find that here. But we can also, I think, perhaps find that in our own hearts as well. Uh, do we recognize that that longing, that looking for um, a, a savior, uh, someone or something that will give us a place of security, uh, someone or something that will provide us with a sense of identity, someone or something who will provide us that rest? Keith read for us from uh, Luke chapter 15. Uh, Tim Keller in his, his book, the, the Prodigal God, uh, it makes the observation that, that uh, sin it involves looking to someone else besides God for our salvation. And Luke chapter 15 in many ways is the, uh, the classic example of two ways that we can do that. So we find in uh, the prodigal son's story the, the younger son who wants to find himself by, by living wild and free and ignoring all the rules. And then uh, we find the older brother uh, who wants to uh, find his identity by proving himself and being super moral and uh, obedient. And so we find ourselves perhaps as, as people instinctively looking for someone or something to save us and to say, I have meaning and I have value because of this one or this thing. And again, the story of Ruth uh, tying in with the story of the Bible, say that that's God's desire for us. God's desire that, that we would find our identity, our salvation in the Redeemer, Jesus, that the Father has provided for us.
So that's just to, to set the scene. Let's get into our text and let's look at the first six verses and recognize Naomi's plan. Uh, before we get there, uh, confession, I am a fan uh, of Pride and Prejudice. I'm not afraid to say that, especially the, the BBC dramatization, wonderful uh, effort. Um, I couldn't help but think of Mrs. Bennett uh, when thinking about Naomi. She is the biblical version, I think. Uh, if you don't know the story of Pride and Prejudice, you meet uh, the Bennett family. And Mrs. Bennett is very concerned. Her family, uh, sort of once sort of grand estate at risk of poverty because they only have daughters. Uh, and so uh, much of the story finds Mrs. Bennett trying to find a match for her girls. Find the right man with the right money, with the right estate. Uh, there is security. Shame is not going to come. Naomi understands her and Ruth are in a very vulnerable position. There is no security for them to widows uh, trying hard to survive in Israel. And so uh, Naomi takes the initiative in verse 1. My daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. More than just a house, a place of security, provision, family, love. And it's really interesting as the, as the chapter uh, develops, this idea that, that one of the things that a husband will do is to provide shelter. Uh, in um, chapter 2 and verse 12, Boaz said, May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. That idea of covering and protection um, as a gift and a blessing. And we see very much, this is Naomi's desire, there'll be someone who will cover and protect Ruth. She has someone in view. Verse 2, it's Boaz. Now Boaz, with whose women you have worked, is a relative of ours. So again, if you weren't here, chapter 2, what we find is, is God in his providence, God in his goodness, eh, bringing Ruth eh, to come to work in the field of Boaz, and Boaz coming to the field and, and desiring to show kindness and favor to Ruth. And so Naomi is looking at that, uh, recognizing here is God's provision. Now it's time to act, uh, to seek to find this home from Boaz. And then we get to verses three and four. And one of the interesting things about, about the Bible, isn't it, is it, it gives us insights into the way other cultures work, because we have details that seem so uh, perhaps odd to us. We understand uh, Ruth putting on perfume and getting dressed up, but then uh, the idea of waiting till Boaz falls asleep and then sort of uncovering his feet and lying uh, under the cloak seems unusual. To me, anyway, it seems unusual. Um, but it's given us a little insight into the way things were done in other cultures. Then when we worked in, in Glasgow and we worked in an international cafe, we did one, one week where we uh, explored together different wedding practices um, and it's really interesting to share cultures. One of the great things about living in cities is now you get to share cultures. So uh, I discovered in, in China, uh, traditionally, uh, rather than white dresses, red dresses would be common, uh, important uh, color for love and loyalty and, and those kind of things. Uh, in Uzbekistan, we had some uh, Uzbek uh, students uh, and they had a, a ceremony where a bride would be, as it were, kidnapped by the family, and then the groom would have to go to the house and pay some, uh, give some gifts to redeem uh, the bride. Um, 
not so far away from uh, redemption prices that we have here. Well, in Bethlehem, at the time of Ruth, it seems like this idea of being covered by a cloak, by a garment, it was a symbol like, I guess, our engagement ring. Here is a commitment as she wants Boaz to give that security, that protection, that provision. And Ruth, we learn in verses 5 and 6, is going to obey, I will do whatever you say. It's a risky scheme. Here is a woman going at night uh, into the fields, bearing in mind that she is a a foreigner. Uh, She has no natural claim uh, to Boaz's heart or to Boaz's kindness. But she's trusting. She's trusting that God is working out his good purposes. And so she's going to act. And one of the things we see as the story develops is behind this your bold plan on Naomi's part stands God's purpose. And we've said that all throughout. God has the desire to give Ruth a home and a place of rest. Because that's something that's dear to God's heart. That's something that he wants to give to his people. That's something he wants to give to you and me. It's a thread that weaves its way all through the storyline of the Bible. Go back to Genesis 1 and 2. Go back to the Garden of Eden. And what do we find there? We find Eden was a home for Adam and for Eve. It's a place where they knew God's kindness. It's a place where they knew God's presence. A place where they were invited into God's rest. God's good design. Think about uh, the story of Old Testament Israel. From Abraham onwards, what was the great hope and the promise? It's the land of Israel, the promised land. A place where they would know peace and security and rest if they would obey God. And then with the coming of Jesus, uh, these themes return. Matthew chapter 11. Wonderful words. Come to me, all you who are weary of burden, and I will give you rest. That rest is found when we take uh, the yoke of Jesus and learn from him. Life with Jesus, learning from Jesus, being a follower of Jesus, is true rest. True rest comes when we know God and we are living life with God. And that's found in knowing Jesus. And then when we think about the the imminent departure of Jesus as he anticipates the cross and he speaks to his troubled disciples, John 14, he speaks to them of his father's house. My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you? And he says, I'm going there to prepare a place and I'll come back and take you to be with me that you might be where I am. So now... Jesus wants for us, when we think about home and rest, to think of, this is the reality of our future salvation. Future salvation is being at home with the Lord and enjoying perfect rest, unbroken rest for all eternity. And that takes us all the way to the end of the Bible, to Revelation 21. And there we have these wonderful words. Look, God's dwelling place, God's home, is now among his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Heaven is home. The new heavens and the new earth are true home for the people of God. And the imagery that goes in Revelation 21 is wedding imagery. Jesus is the groom and his church is his made beautiful bride. So Naomi's plan to give Ruth a home and rest, 
is for us a window to see God's greater plan, to give us a home and a rest in trusting Jesus and having faith in him and having that hope of future salvation, future joy. This is God's promise. And it's a wonderful promise when we think about the times that we live in, how anxious many people are, how restless so many people are. There is a home, there is rest. Uh, We came across uh, on Netflix a documentary called Found, uh, which uh, follows the story of uh, three uh, girls who were abandoned uh, as uh, tiny babies in in China uh, and ended up being adopted in American families. And then these three, it turned out they were cousins. uh, They made this journey back to China to try and find their biological parents. And you know our instinct to find the, the happily ever after story? You're, you're sort of watching this documentary and you're just waiting for, and then the detective who's hired finds the, and they never find their family. There's that longing for home and that connection, but it's never found as yet. But I wonder, do we recognize that sense of restlessness that there often is in our own hearts? And then do we see how the promise of the gospel It's such good news. In this life, we discover, yes, there is love, but also there is loss. Perhaps we find a place where we really feel that we belong, but there are also times where we feel like strangers. And all the way along, we are invited to know and to remember that we were made to be at home with God now and forever. When we're trusting Christ, when he has our heart, we have that promise of an eternal home, of eternal rest, that right now we are pilgrims passing through. This world is not our home. Where is our true home? Where do we look to find rest? Are we looking to find our rest in Jesus? So there's the plan. And then the middle section is really the plan in action, verses 7 to 13. So as we said, this is a bold maneuver. It's a risky maneuver. This is something that happens uh, at night time. Uh, what do we find Ruth doing in the field? She's tracking uh, Boaz's movements. Uh, she sees uh, where he goes to sleep. She creeps by perhaps the other workers. She picks up a, a corner of his cloak. She covers herself and she lies down to wait to wait to see how Boaz will react, to wait and see how God's going to work it all out. Then we get verse 8. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned and there was a woman lying at his feet. Uh, We perhaps know the experience of uh, waking up in the middle of the night. We're a bit chilly because perhaps our feet have been poking out of the bed covers. But I can almost rest assured that nobody has had this experience. Uh, So Boaz is startled. No surprise. Uh, verse 9, he asks the obvious question, who are you? It's very dark. And listen to Ruth's words. I am your servant, Ruth. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. So here is Ruth's request. She requests this covering, this protection, And she couples that with 
Boaz, you're one of our kinsmen redeemers. You put those two things together and what do we have? We have Ruth, in effect, as a servant, as a foreigner, making a marriage proposal to Boaz. What a proposal. Boaz never saw it coming. Ruth calls herself a servant. She knows her only chance of success lies in Boaz's kindness, ultimately in God's grace. And that's where Boaz uh, comes again as, as such a wonderful character, uh, such a wonderful uh, help to point us to the character of Jesus. Uh, what does Boaz do? Verse 10, the Lord bless you, my daughter. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. Again, here's this word hesed, this word of kindness. So his first instinct is to again praise Ruth for her loyalty and devotion to Naomi, but also to praise her for the loyalty and devotion now she's showing to Boaz. She she could have gone after someone younger or richer perhaps, but no, she's stuck with faithful Boaz. And we find Boaz is wonderfully determined to seek her welfare. Verse 11, now my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. He knows there's someone uh, closer, another kinsman redeemer, but he promises he's not going to let the matter drop. He's going to work to resolve this. We find in Boaz someone who is wonderfully willing to pay the price of redemption. Again, think about the social cost. Because Ruth is from Moab. She's a foreigner. She's a natural outsider. Think about the financial cost. Taking on Naomi and Ruth. But Boaz gladly acts in the spirit of the kinsman redeemer. And he takes in verse 13 an oath before the Lord. As surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. And we see as the story develops, he becomes the Lord's means of of blessing Ruth, of providing for Ruth and for Naomi. And again, just to to pause and to to frame this story within the the bigger uh, Bible story, because the story of Naomi, uh, Naomi and Ruth and Boaz really takes us to the gospel so many times. Uh, Perhaps uh, we can think about the reality that Christianity is at heart a rescue religion. It recognizes that we are sinful people and that if there is to be any hope of us being reconciled to a holy God, uh, we need uh, someone from outside of ourselves to save us, to reconcile us, to uh, redeem us. Our need is far greater than the, the very real needs facing Ruth and Naomi. For them, it was the risk of poverty and the lack of having someone to keep on a family line insecurity. But for us, we need to understand that by nature, because of our sin, we stand in a position of guilt before a holy God. Without Jesus, we stand condemned before the righteous judge. Under his righteous anger, ultimately, without Christ, heading for Eternal homelessness, eternal restlessness in hell, away from God and everything that is good. 
And we need to be aware of that. We need to be aware of the urgent need that we all face to be right with God, to find the right Redeemer. Our hope and our rescue does not lie within ourselves. It's not, let me try a little bit harder. Let me turn over a a new leaf. Let me uh, begin some religious practices. No, we need our kinsman Redeemer. We need Jesus to take on flesh, to dwell among us, ultimately to die for us. And we discover in Jesus one who is willing to pay the redemption price. As we're told in uh, the book of First Peter, we're redeemed not with silver or gold, but by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus. Jesus is the one who covers us, not with a garment, but with the garment of his spotless righteousness. So we can be welcomed and loved as Jesus himself is loved. And Jesus has so acted in his death and resurrection, that he has secured for us an eternal home, an eternal rest that we receive by faith. Before moving on, maybe it's worth us uh, thinking about the character of the church that this should produce. When we think about someone like Boaz, shouldn't we want to be this kind of community? where we are actively looking to extend grace and kindness that crosses countries and cultures, that reaches to the lonely and to the isolated, where we're pointing by our words and our actions to Jesus the Redeemer, to where home and rest is to be found. Paul in 2 Corinthians 5 says that we're ambassadors of Christ and we're agents of reconciliation. Therefore, we have this calling eh, to serve others like Boaz, to seek their welfare like Boaz, to seek to honor like Boaz. The others might come under the wings of God and find rest with him. We come to the last section from verse 14 uh, to verse 18. Uh, Again, If uh, Naomi reminded me of uh, Mrs. Bennett, I I couldn't help but think of uh, Hannibal from the A-Team. Some of us, I'm sure, are old enough uh, to remember uh, Hannibal. Uh, Every episode, same line, uh, usually with a cigar in his mouth. I love it when a plan comes together. And don't we see uh, the wonderful way uh, that God has been working out his plan and Naomi begins to appreciate. Remember, she started off with that sense of bitterness towards God. But now God is working for her and she can see it and she knows this is going to end well. Uh, But picture uh, Naomi. Here is uh, Ruth. Uh, She just got up. She's got her barley. She's coming back home. We can imagine Naomi, can't we, uh, up all night waiting uh, to see Ruth coming, waiting to find word. Uh, So verse 16, when Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, how did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything Boaz had done for her and added, He gave me these six measures of barley saying, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. That barley is a message to Naomi. It's a message of Boaz's commitment to her family. Commitment to act. A sign of good faith. And our chapter ends with waiting. Naomi said, wait my daughter until you find out what happens. 
for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. She understands the character of Boaz. Here is a redeemer who will not wait. He'll not keep us waiting. He is going to work and to make sure that Ruth and Naomi will be redeemed. So here is Naomi looking back on this plan, which was a bold plan, but ultimately we know it was God's plan. Remember that the way Ruth is written, it reminds us at the end that Naomi and Ruth are connected to the, to the royal family, to the line of David. God had this plan to establish his royal line, the king after his own heart, ultimately Jesus his son and saviour as king. And this is all part of God's wonderful redemption story. The story of uh, Ruth and Boaz is a great uh, love story, but there is a greater love story standing uh, over and above it. God's love story. The story of Jesus, the son who left his home left his place of rest, leaving the glory of heaven, coming to earth ultimately to pay the ultimate price, giving his life to redeem foreigners like us, foreigners to God's grace, foreigners to God's promises, without hope and without God in the world, except for God's grace and God's redeeming love. Ephesians 5, speaking of how marriage points us to the gospel, speaks of Jesus as the bridegroom who loves his church, his bride, who gives himself for his bride, who has washed his bride clean and will present her to himself as holy and beautiful. Home and rest found in eternal fellowship with the Lord Jesus. That's where God's love story ends for the church. And you know, just as we leave the story with that promise that that Boaz as Redeemer will not rest until the job is done, Jesus, our Redeemer, is not resting from his work today. Jesus is still praying for his church, his bride. Jesus is still sending his spirit to his church. Jesus is still calling others home to himself. And we know that Jesus ultimately will not rest until all his people, his whole church throughout history, is at home with him. His love for us is so great that he has bound his heart to the heart of the church. He has bound his joy to ours. So as we enjoy uh, this wonderful uh, love story, let's remember God's great love for his church. And we'll come back next week to see how it all finishes. Now let's pray together. Lord, our God, we thank you that throughout the Bible, uh, there are so many stories and pointers and pictures towards your redeeming love. Thank you that Jesus taught us uh, to read the Old Testament and to see him as the fulfillment. And so we are glad uh, to recognize that Boaz is just a faint shadow 
of Jesus, the perfect Redeemer. Thank you for his willingness to act as our kinsman Redeemer. Thank you for his willingness to go to the cross, to pay the redemption price, to free us from our sin by his precious blood. Thank you for his ongoing commitment to his church, his bride. Thank you that he will present us to himself in the end, holy and beautiful. Lord, in those days when we feel restless and homeless, may we recognize that you are drawing our hearts to find our rest in you. Uh, That while we can place uh, so much time and energy uh, on building a house today, may we be so much more careful to be preparing for our eternal home. Give us that wisdom and give us that joy. Increase our understanding of your great love for us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, our closing hymn uh, speaks to us of the call of Jesus to find rest in him. I heard the voice of Jesus say, come unto me and rest. So let's stand and let's sing together.